0: hello hello welcome to episode three of the sport fanatics podcast it's friday june 25th 2021 i'm chris i'm j mike today we're going to be talking about the nba playoffs college world series and also the nhl getting close to the stanley cup so that's today's show let's get it let's go All right. Well, we start with the NBA, where well we'll just go in order. A couple of days ago, the Atlanta Hawks beat the Milwaukee Bucks, 116 to 113. It was a close game, live scoring. Trey Young went off. With, he sure did. Yeah, he got 48 points.
1: Yeah, and and that was that was a career playoff high for him in just his first postseason. Chris. That was also the most points ever in a conference finals debut. The third most in Hawks playoff history behind Bob Pettit in 1958 and the great Dominique Wilkins in 1986.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, so yeah, definitely an all-time performance for him.
1: Absolutely. Of course, with the Hawks went over the Bucks Wednesday night, that was the Atlanta Hawks' first Eastern Conference Finals victory as they take an early 1-0 lead in that series.
0: Yeah, they'll be playing game 2 tonight on Milwaukee, TNT, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I feel like I still feel good about Milwaukee in this series. Absolutely. But I, I I do too. But as we said the other day, man, Atlanta is just so scrappy.
1: They are and they and they shot it they shot it extremely well Wednesday night, Chris. If they can if they can keep shooting the ball really well, they're 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 going to be in this series for sure, extending it to six, quite possibly seven games more more than I even thought that you know could happen going into this series. I I, I like the Bucks and five or, or or six, but if Atlanta continues to shoot the ball the way that they're doing, look out, man!
0: Right? Yeah, they they shot at forty nine and a half percent field goal
1: percentage and. and Trey Young going off like that for forty eight points.
0: Oh yeah, he my he was goodness, huge part of their offense. But they got a good contribution from from Collins as well. So oh yeah, yeah, that's an important thing. It wasn't yeah, yeah Young he, didn't have to do it all by himself. Right, but, right. And
1: Collins Collins is a good shooter. Herder is a good shooter. They've got a guy that they can rely on in the in the paint. He's a tough, hard nosed player in Clint Capella. That you could. Feed the ball to inside.
0: Yeah, he had he had almost twenty rebounds. He had nineteen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but they are ob- obviously they're playing great basketball and and just their first postseason together. It's remarkable to see what they're doing right now. Nate McMillan, we touched on it last podcast on Tuesday, Chris. He's done a phenomenal coaching job with this team. He has this team playing together. Believing in each other, and they have certainly shown it in this postseason. So <laughs> they put together three more strings of 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 you know great offensive performances by Trey Young, John Collins, Kevin Herder, Clint Capella. They're going to their first NBA Finals appearance as the franchise in, in Atlanta. Now I, I touched on. They they won a championship in nineteen fifty eight as the St. Louis Hawks, but this would be their first NBA finals appearance as the Atlanta Hawks.
0: That's over half a century ago. Yes. So
1: <laughs> and and going back to uh Bob Pettit, Chris, he was a part of that Saint Louis St. Louis Hawks team in nineteen fifty eight that that Trey Young just joined in uh most points and and Hawks playoff history in a in a single game. So not only is, is Trey Young in good company there, but he he joins a former St. Louis Hawk himself and Bob okay. Pettit on, on that list. Even That's though cool. Bob Bob Pettit had two more points than 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 him with, with fifty and so did Dominique Wilkins in nineteen eighty six. He got
0: it straight up to that half century mark with the yes. fifty.
1: Yes, but but you're you're seeing a somewhat familiar trend if 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 you're a hawk fan you're you're definitely hoping that this is a nineteen fifty eight and a, a a repeat yeah 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 a, a repeat banner banner year like like that happened you know back in the day but and they, and they could they could do it but they, they can because as as we touched on before chris this is anybody's championship it it it's just a matter of how bad how bad you want it Right and, but th- for for real, this th- this is the this is the year that it's anybody's
0: championship, and we can't forget about Milwaukee. Had a couple of good performances there oh, as yeah. well. Oh yeah, uh, Holiday with thirty three points and, oh gosh, you are going to have to help me here with the pronunciation Talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. W- what a name! That, that right? is a hard name to the pronounce. The Greek freak. Yeah, but uh, he had thirty four points. Yeah. So I mean. There was there was a good all-around basketball from Milwaukee as well. Atlanta just and and I'd I'd like to
1: touch on this point real quick, Chris, if you don't mind. NBA officials come out I believe it was this morning talking about Giannis's when 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 he goes to the line to attempt his free throw shots, how he's taking he's taking a good bit of time just to either get ready in preparation mm-hmm. for for the free throws coming up for him or, or or whenever he does get the basketball and is staring at the rim, going through a, a shot that he, he believes will be able to make, either one or both free throws. But he, he's taking a lot of time there. NBA officials come out this morning and, and say that they should have called a 10-second violation on oh, him okay. for, for taking so long. Right. So that very well could have cost Atlanta the game looking at it.
0: Yeah, cuz he, he back shot well it. from the free throw line. He was 6 for 8. Oh yeah. So yeah. That, that little bit would make a difference in a game this close.
1: Now, I know I know Atlanta was up by 3 114 to 111 when when Giannis went to the line, mm-hmm. but just just imagine had the game game been tied. Or if Milwaukee would have been up in that situation and he makes he makes both both free throws, wait wasting that much time. They you know the referees don't don't call the 10-second violation. Atlanta in, in, and Atlanta ends up getting beat, you're you're looking at a whole lot of
0: controversy there. Wanna get that out of the way moving forward because you don't want the winner of this series being sort of in doubt. Because yes, of something like that, just some right, some technicality. So, I mean, I'm glad they have it on watch now. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. They they, they have it in the back of their minds. Yeah. They're they're expected now to call a violation if if it come
0: if it comes down to that again. So, that's just kind of one of those rules, though. It's like sort of like taking too long for the pitcher to. Pitch in baseball. I mean, you which, want, the... which is why they they adopted that that pitch clock. Yeah, you you want the you want the game to to move and progress at a good pace, but that's also a, that's something you hate to see get called. It's like just yeah, just go up and do your job. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I don't know, make them call that, please. Yeah,
1: I know the previous series, it, it it was quite funny to me, Chris, where Giannis would do the same thing at the free throw line against the Nets, and and I remember. He's, he's he's sitting there for a good bit going going through with this his fake <laughs> fake follow-through it's like a shot. golfer
0: a golfer lining up a right
1: shot. doing that and he doesn't even have the ball yet and, and and you can see james harden over to the side like come on man <laughs> will you come on will you will you i mean you know like the the Billy Madison thing. Tut tut, tut, tut today, uh-huh. Junior. Just like that. We got something
0: to do after this game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Party or all, all the fans
0: <laughs> fall asleep just waiting for the shot to go up. Yeah, the or 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 the the, the Jeopardy <laughs> You know, waiting yeah. on him to
1: get a shot get a free throw shot off. But he's just sitting there, come on, man. You know, let's go. It, he the ref finally throws the ball to Giannis. He's taking even more time, and James Harden just just lets out, a
0: "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" type of a <laughs> type of a thing. I can't there, blame but, him. I mean, I, I get frustrated when when people players take too long to throw a pitch or get set at the plate oh, yeah, or, or yeah. line up a free throw or do whatever. Which, which in baseball, of course, you're
1: the The hitter at that point is is gonna call is gonna call time and yeah. and it's up to the umpire to grant him time. Of course, some sometimes sometimes it doesn't happen. But
0: so hopefully, moving forward, Giannis can kind of speed it up a little bit yes. and not make the refs yeah throw but, this call against him. But
1: after game one, this is this is looking like it might be a very fascinating series. It all is. of a sudden, and
0: one other thing I want to I'll touch on real quick: Middleton went. 0 for 9 from three-point range. And, and that cannot happen from right.
1: Milwaukee to win, especially from that cat. That that cat is, is the guy you want scoring the basketball in, in, in critical moments, especially in the fourth quarter, to, to, to help you close out playoff games. And it, it's just unfortunate he did not do that in game one
0: right he, and, he, he can figure it out he has time to get oh, back oh, on ab- track and that could be a huge difference for milwaukee yes yes for for sure but
1: they're definitely going to need chris middleton playing well going forward again against this scrappy fearless atlanta hawks team that stole one wednesday night and and, and it, Exactly what they needed to do. They yeah, they, to say, they they, just they keep... need they, they just they just needed a split here, and 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 they they got it. But they're looking to go up two zero tonight, going and and taking the series back to Atlanta, where they've got home court the next two games.
0: Right, and uh, so that's just the thing. They just keep doing oh, what they got to do. They do. So they do. We'll see. We'll see how but, that how that But, series but obviously,
1: the, obviously they the the Hawks need to continue shooting the way that they're doing right now.
0: Well, and they're just playing all around solid basketball with rebounding. Oh yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is
1: especially helps having having that Clint Capella down there yeah. to help. Uh, you know, help 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 extend drives there for sure. But. Yeah.
0: So, so we'll see where that that series goes. It, uh, again, game two tonight. Yep, game two tonight on TNT. But on the other side, Suns versus Clippers. Suns are now up two to one. Yeah, I, I,
1: I expected that game to be a lot better than it was last night, Chris.
0: Well, the it was it was a pretty good game, and then the Clippers were on that crazy twenty-one That's to right. two run, yeah. and. They just had the game in hand after that. I mean, the Phoenix never let them get completely away, but it was the Clippers' game to lose after that. Yes, yes. And and
1: looking right here, of course, with that Clippers 106-92 win over the Phoenix Suns, that was their first Western Conference Finals win in Clippers history. Paul George... Another great great night, 27 points, 15 rebounds, and 8 assists. Zubach, 15 points, 16 rebounds for the Clippers as well. Chris Paul, coming back from health and safety protocols last night. Unfortunately, we all knew that he would be rusty coming back, and he was. Having a 15-point night.
0: Yeah, he, I mean he wasn't terrible, but he he was lacking from the three point line, which is yeah. where they need him. So. Yeah, f- f- uh, five of nineteen from the field, twelve assists and
1: three steals, and then Devin Booker having have, having an off night too. Of course, he suffers a broken nose in game game two. Yeah, yeah, game two he suffers that broken nose. Of course, he's he's wearing that that face mask last night, but he he goes for 15 points after after a what, a 40 point triple double, huge swinging performance yeah, there. Yeah, um, he goes five for 21 from the field and had five assists, and DeAndre Ayton scores 18 points with nine rebounds. This was Phoenix's first playoff loss since May the 27th which was game 3 of the first round against the LA Lakers in these playoffs. Oh uh, yeah. So they they had been on a
0: roll. Yeah, they they were the I mean they were the first team to get in this round. So they were set. Oh yeah, and I, obviously a question going
1: forward for the Phoenix Suns is now shifting from Chris Paul's health and safety protocols. He's now back to, unfortunately, the player that was starting in his place while Chris Paul was out, Cameron Payne. He is now out with an ankle injury after getting rolled up on, on a loose, loose ball with Rajon Rondo of the Clippers. Again, with injuries in this postseason, And, and, you you obviously hope it's it, it's not too big of an injury because Cameron Payne has really had a coming coming out party in in these playoffs. He's just been tremendous for the Phoenix Suns. You 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 hate to see him go down uh especially because of the the great chemistry that that we had seen the previous previous two Phoenix Sun wins over the Clippers where they were clicking on offense. And well, and and I I do think Chris Paul coming back last night, you know, actually a- actually caused problems for the Suns. Kind of got o- him out o- of the rhythm they had it, they, it had, did. they had created
0: for themselves. It it, it did. You
1: you probably obviously campaign going down hurt uh you know him him. Getting hurt wasn't good, but I figured going going into that game, that probably Monty Williams probably should have stuck with the same lineup that he that he had done the previous two wins, keeping keeping campaign in the in, in the starting point guard slot, and then and then having Chris Paul come from the bench this time, kind of like just, yeah, blend just, in from the bench, right? Yeah. Just to get him going, really. Since since he had been he'd been out for. For for a little bit.
0: No, it's just that the Clippers are giving them a, a two-game head start because yeah, that's that, the only way they know how to win.
1: <laughs> that, too. <laughs> we all know the, the the Clippers have fallen behind 0-2 in the previous two playoff series. And in both series, they, they came back to win it. That, that's the first time that's ever happened in po- NBA postseason history. So the Clippers look to do it. A third straight time, quite possibly. Call them the comeback Clippers. Yeah, or uh, as Skip Bayless calls them, the cardiac Clippers. Cause they, <laughs> yeah, they, they give them a heart attack. Yeah,
0: I'm sure that their fans would agree with that one. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and it,
1: it's it's kind of crazy for him because he he's a big San Antonio Spurs guy, but I think he's got this love affair or obsession with Kawhi Leonard since he used he used to be on his. Uh-huh. San Antonio Spurs a while back, but
0: that's nice. He's just wishing them well with his new team. Yeah,
1: but going forward for the Clippers, if Kawhi Leonard is cleared or or somewhat cleared, question for them is: do you do you play him in Game Four?
0: Well, I, I think you may do what you mentioned here a little bit ago sort of blend him in from the bench yeah get back going uh yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah get his
0: get his feet wet yeah and just see how it looks like the team is is operating with him in there oh yeah because i ideally you do want him back 100 percent oh no Full now. time especially once you get to the the finals. And, and and he he's good on both ends of the floor. Right. So I think that's what you do. Uh I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he just brings him in starting right away, but I do like that idea of sort of keeping the team functioning as is and bring him in from the bench. Cuz
1: their chemistry has has been has been unlikely good without him. As we touched on the podcast Tuesday, Chris.
0: Oh yeah, well, everybody contributed wonderfully. And it it, it was last great night. it was
1: it was great to see Terrence Mann, you know, right back in the swing of things, having a good game after first first two games of this series, not so much. So it, it was good to see him get involved last night as well. Yeah, that, that's just that's just the question for me going forward: is will, will we see Kawhi Leonard in Game Four? Clippers, Clippers are somewhat back in this thing. Oh, and, for and, sure. and, and And their confidence of overcoming these 0-2 these deficits, they're feeling pretty good game four, especially with the game being back on their home court in the Staples Center in Los Angeles.
0: Exactly. And they had they had some flashes. I mean, some of those runs they had last night, they looked unbeatable. And it's great to see Paul George
1: playing at a high level once again. I, I I saw a stat a sort of where nostalgic. I saw a stat where he, you know, he's been on this great playoff run, and he's had eight straight playoff games now where he has scored twenty five or more points. Wow! So, pa- ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Paul George is back.
0: Somebody you want Paul on your post team?
1: And it, it, it's great. It's great to see him playing like he did back when he was with the Indiana Pacers again. It, it's just great to see. You just hope that if, if Kawhi does come back, it doesn't mess up the chemistry. Right. But I, I'm, I'm with you, Chris. If he does come back, just bring bring him up off the bench, which is something I, I wish that Monty Williams would have done well, with and, and Chris if, Paul last night.
0: And if things are going well, when you bring him off the bench, <laughs> leave him in for a lot of the game as long as he's feeling good. Yes, cuz he once again, he's great on both ends of the court.
1: He he can play exceptional defense and
0: he's got a jump shot. He he's got he's got a good he's got a good jumper for right. sure. And I guess one thing to close this out, something Phoenix can't do again, their shot percentage was 38.9%. That, that's 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 not going to get it done. That's that's terrible. They
1: they just had a bad all, bad night offensively. Unfortunately, once again, Chris Paul being being rusty coming back, but you could tell that that forty point triple double took a lot out of Devin Booker the other night. And 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 he has he has been carrying the Suns on on offense, no doubt. But obviously, going forward, you you hope that they can. They can fix that. We hope the ankle injury with campaign is is not too severe, and, and that he he could step back on the court in this series because he he's been he's been playing incredible as well. But the Clippers look to get back into that series with a chance to knot it up at, at two games
0: apiece Saturday night. Okay, now moving forward a bit, Jay Mike. Uh, I know you've been looking at the coaching carousel going on in the NBA. Can you sort of give me an update on that?
1: I have been, Chris. It was reported late last night that the Mavs, the, the Dallas Mavericks, that is, were finalizing a deal to make one of their former players, player that was actually on their 2011 NBA championship team, Jason Kidd as their next head coach, comes out this morning that they have they have agreed to a deal. So Jason Kidd is now the next head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Jason Kidd has also already begun to assemble his staff. Also with, with the Dallas Mavs, they they parted ways with their longtime president of basketball operations, Donnie Nelson. So pretty busy time for Mark Cuban in Dallas.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see how he does there. Jason Kidd. Yeah, Kidd, uh, that's I, that's exciting. I I think it's a match made in heaven.
1: I, I really do. And uh obviously with his tenure in Dallas, part of a championship team, he he he's able to build his own co- culture of course, but he he can he can he can somewhat go off of how that 2011 team had a lot of magic, and they had a great postseason run. He's going to be great for Luka Doncic, uh, coaching him up, develop developing his game even even further. It, it, it's great for it's great for the Dallas Mavericks. It's great for Luka Doncic, and a great spot for Jason Kidd to land. So he he's back in a organization. Where where they know him, they trust him, they respect him, and I believe he's going to do a great job there. Rick Carlisle, the the former Mavericks head coach, who really was pushing for Mark Cuban and, and and the Mavericks to hire Jason Kidd, which they they did this morning. But now Rick Carlisle has has moved on to the Indiana Pacers signing him to a four-year, $29 million deal. Rick Carlisle returns to his old stomping grounds in Indiana, where he last coached at from 2003 to 2007, and he went 181 and 147 during his previous stint there. So the Pacers have their new head man and former Mavericks head coach Rick Carlisle the Boston Celtics are clo- closing in to agreeing to hire Nets assistant Ime Udoka as their next head coach. Stan Van Gundy is out as the Pelicans head coach after just one season. That didn't last long. Sure didn't. The Pelicans are looking at circling back to coaching candidates from a year ago, including assistant Jock Vaughn. They, now, they did interview Ime Udoka. The
0: Brooklyn Nets assistant, who's fixing to become the Celtics head coach. I guess the Celtics seem more likely there, that they seem further along. Yes,
1: yes, and that that deal deal will get done. Okay. And, of course, you know, you take the Boston Celtics job over the New Orleans Pelicans job in a heartbeat. Yeah, a lot more history there. That, they have better talent, and... You're a, a few pieces away from really competing in the East Eastern yeah, Conference. That, that that's it. a good gig. So also the the Pelicans have interviewed Charles Lee, an assistant on the Milwaukee Bucks staff, and they interviewed Jason Kidd as well. So they interviewed two coaches that are now that have now been hired with. Two different franchises, unfortunately, for them. But
0: Pelican's kind of feeling like the odd man out here.
1: But it's really looking like, Chris, that one of their assistants, Fred Vinson, is is really going to get serious consideration for the job. Since 2010, he's worked under Suns coach Monty Williams and former Pelicans coaches Alvin Gentry and Stan Van Gundy. The Wizards and Scott Brooks mutually agreed to part ways after not agreeing on a new deal, so the Washington Wizards job is still vacant. And we have, lastly here, Chris, is the Portland Trail Blazers job is still open, but... They have called in second interviews for Clippers assistant Chauncey Billups, Nets assistant Mike D'Antoni, and Becky Hammond assistant on the San Antonio Spurs. The Portland Trail Blazers parted ways with Terry Stotts after nine seasons. Becky Hammond would be the first one woman coach in, in NBA history, She's she's been in San Antonio for, for seven
0: years. Yeah, that'd be something to see. I mean, if she's got the skills and the, the means for it, that'd be pretty awesome to see.
1: Now, a, a, a stat that I found, or an interesting thing that I found here, Chris, is on December the 30th, Greg Popovich, the longtime head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, was ejected from the game against the Los Angeles Lakers. And Becky Hammond became the first woman to serve as head coach of an NBA team. Oh, okay. So that was that was remarkable to see, a, okay. a, a barrier being, being broken. Right. But she would obviously be the, the first full-time head coach in NBA history if, if she does get the Portland Trailblazers job. Uh, The Portland Trailblazers have also interviewed women's head basketball coach at South Carolina, Don Staley, and and Spurs, I'm sorry, vice president of basketball operations, Brent Berry. Becky Hammond has also interviewed for the open position with the Orlando Magic, who parted ways with Steve Clifford on June the 5th. So the Orlando Magic job is still vacant as well. But obviously Becky Hammond here <laughs> could make a lot of noise if, if she's able to land one of these jobs for sure, yeah, for real for real really really busting down that that door for 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 women to become head coaches in in, in men's sports,
0: yeah, so it looks like we've still got a lot of question marks going on with yes. the with the coaches but we're yes, with we some we, pieces we, in place. Right,
1: right. We've we've got we got three we've got three teams that have that have hired a, a new coach here with with within the the past couple of days and obviously you expect the 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 other the other jobs to get filled rather rather quickly cuz everything's starting to fall into place yeah. here.
0: You don't want to be the last team scrambling to find right. space so everything's gonna fall in place yes
1: and it's unfortunate that some of these guys are still assistants and, and and with with teams that are still in the playoffs so you're not able to get the questions you want answered or or or, or to talk to them at a at a lengthy expense because yeah, not until the
0: postseason is over yeah
1: so so that, that's another factor here that, that I could that could delay some of these jobs of, of being open for, for a longer period of time. But the pieces are starting to fall in place for some of these franchises. So it's going to be interesting to see how this coaching carousel is going to go the rest of the way. But that, that's all I have on, okay. on the NBA coaching searches, Chris. Right.
0: Well, yeah, thanks for – Updating me there and a couple other things. We had the draft lottery results and Team USA was announced for basketball.
1: Oh, yeah. Team Team USA finally assembled their, their 12-man roster for the U.S. Olympics. The team consists of Miami Heat Center Bam Adebayo, Washington Wizards guard Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, guard of the Phoenix Suns, who is still in the playoffs. Yeah, he A surprising one here, Kevin Durant. Yeah. How about that?
0: Yeah, we, pretty good team
1: lining up there. I, 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 I love the fact that he's on this this U.S. team. He, he he decided to go through with it.
0: Yeah, it's good to see some of the All-Stars, you know, throw their hat in and yes. actually
1: I, compete. I mean, right there, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Yeah. That, that just – pops out to you immediately having those two lethal scores of the basketball right there. Let's see. Jeremy Grant of the Detroit Pistons is another player. Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. Drew Holiday of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Has has been named to this team. Zach Levine of the Chicago Bulls. Dame Dalla. It's Dame time, Chris. As Damian <laughs> Lillard is on the U.S. Olympics men's basketball roster. How about that?
0: I'm excited to see them play in the Olympics, man. Kevin Love,
1: the forward of the Cleveland Cavaliers, another Milwaukee Buck, is on this team. But a man that a man that's got to get it going for the Milwaukee Bucks in this Eastern yeah. Conference final series, and Chris Middleton.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We just talked about him. And last but
1: certainly not least. A young star, a young fast rising star himself, in Jason Tatum of the Boston
0: Celtics. So yeah, it's a well of a team. They they are by far it, uh, the the favorites going into no this doubt. Olympics. And I
1: I like this team because I, I don't I don't see any bad blood or or, or any. Self, you know, selfishness—that that's going to be on on this basketball team. This is a this is a very well assembled U.S. men's team that I really like their chances. Oh yeah, and
0: again, good to see this some summer all stars actually compete instead of just sitting at home. So I know it's a lot of work to have to go and play in the Olympics. So appreciate appreciate all of them. I, going to join the team. I am I'm, I'm really happy about the Slim Reaper Kevin Durant right
1: now. Yeah, that's that's something. That's great. That's absolutely great. And and it's great to see him back full strength after that awful Achilles injury a couple of years ago in the NBA finals that that he suffered. It, yeah. it it's great to see the best scorer on the planet back at full strength doing his thing and, and now being a part of this u.s men's olympic team this summer
0: yeah for sure and now hit us up with those those draft lottery results oh yeah so
1: the the draft lottery was tuesday night as we touched on tuesday's podcast and here are those draft lottery results the detroit pistons come away with the number one overall pick followed by the houston rockets at number two Then you have the Cleveland Cavaliers picking at number three. The Toronto Raptors will pick fourth. Orlando Magic will pick fifth. Oklahoma City Thunder will pick sixth. Golden State Warriors will pick seventh. The Orlando Magic get another pick in pick number eight. Sacramento Kings pick number nine. New Orleans Pelicans pick tenth. Charlotte Hornets pick eleventh. San Antonio Spurs pick 12th, Indiana Pacers pick 13th, and the Golden State Warriors get another pick in pick number 14. Okay. So so you've got you've got two teams that will pick twice in picks 1 through 14. That will be the Orlando Magic with picks 5 and 8 and the Golden State Warriors with picks 7 and 14.
0: Pressure zone for them. You better get some good picks coming out of this, because you've got the advantage. You do, and obviously the, the the
1: Warriors did not have the season that they had hoped for. Clay Thompson, of course, was lost for the season yet again. That was a debilitating blow for the Splash Brothers and 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 the Warriors franchise. But they have two picks to where they could they could help build this team some more with with Steph Curry, Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. So it, it's gonna be really interesting to see where the Warriors go with those two picks. And the Orlando Magic have a great opportunity to to keep building themselves with two picks of their own.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's good to see where the uh, what the draft order will be?
1: Oh yeah, and 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 can I go ahead and give you a early mock draft, Chris? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Well, with the with the Detroit Pistons getting that number one overall pick, it's quite obvious that they're going to pick Cade Cunningham, the point guard from Oklahoma State, who is an exceptional talent. It was reported right before the, the draft lottery began that he was only going to interview with one team, and that was whoever came away with the number one pick. Oh, okay. That is now the Detroit Pistons, so it's looking it's looking very likely that the Pistons will wind up picking Cunningham at number one right here. You have the Houston Rockets taking Jalen Green, a shooting guard from G League Ignite. Pick number three, they have Evan Mobley, the center out of USC, going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. In pick four, they have Jalen Suggs, who hit that game winner over UCLA in the Final Four. Oh, yeah. For Gonzaga. Right. Right. They have him going to the Toronto Raptors. Ooh, okay. So that that's probably going to be your replacement for Kyle Lowry, who, who right? Who, okay. Who, I I don't expect Toronto to re-sign Kyle Lowry. I expect him to walk in free agency and and, and sign a pretty good deal with a with with a contending team. Okay, you, you would think so. I do believe that Jalen Suggs will takeover in Toronto for the departing Kyle Lowry there and at pick number five they have the Orlando Magic taking Jonathan Kuminga the small forward or power forward however you would like to play him from G League Ignite as well so you've got two players on the same team here on G League Ignite that are probably going to go in the top five in Jalen Green and Jonathan Kuminga. So there you have it for a early mock draft, Chris. Okay, and when, do you know when that draft will be? I heard it's going to be next month. Okay. Towards towards the end of next month.
0: Oh, uh, July 29th. Thursday, 29th, July okay. 29th. Okay. Yeah, but it is the end of the July. Okay. So it's not too long. So yeah, we'll we'll see exactly how that pans out, but there's an early look at it. All right. Well, let's move on to college baseball. We've had just again. I feel like I say this every episode, but just an amazing stretch of games. We'll start off with that Mississippi State just incredible comeback over Virginia,
1: being no hit.
0: Yeah, I feel at that time in in, in the eighth inning. I mean, I told you about this down down four to nothing. Right. I told you about this the night it happened. But I feel so so bad for McGarry the Virginia pitcher. Oh my gosh, do you You guys having an amazing night. I mean, he gave up that two runs with the home run, but yeah. just having an incredible night with a four-run lead for most of it. And that that sequence was crazy
1: where he 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 gets he gets the first out on a pop fly to left field. He he walks well, I well, I, I take that back, Chris. He 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 walk he walks the the leadoff hitter right. of the inning. Yes, yeah. that's, that's right. He, he walked the leadoff. He walked that. him. Then then he gets the he gets the pop fly. He he gets the next hitter to pop fly to left to to record the first out of the inning, and then that, Killum Clark of Mississippi State, their designated hitter, hits that two run bomb that starts to give them
0: that spark offensively. Right, and it just. Turned what was... But it's so
1: unfortunate that his first hit that he gives up is a two-run homer that
0: puts Mississippi State right back in the game. Gives them life and takes him out of the game, which means... The bullpens got to get it done. And they just didn't get it done. Did not happen. Next thing you know,
1: there's, there's two Bulldogs on base and the SEC player of the year, Mississippi State's, Most valuable player, Tanner Allen, hits that huge three-run bomb to give them a 5-4 to lead all of a sudden in the eighth inning.
0: Yeah, I was in the top of the eighth. And
1: the momentum is clearly at that point on Mississippi State's side. Virginia
0: looks defeated and dejected. Well, and to give them credit, they do come back and score another run in the bottom of the eighth, but not enough. That was huge, though,
1: tacking on that sixth run for insurance. Oh, Still in the eighth inning to make it 6-4 yeah. at the time because, as you just stated, Virginia hits a solo shot in the bottom half of that inning, make it a one-run one, one run ball game. And we all knew that Landon Sims was coming into the ball game at that point to, to close things out, and he he did what he's done all season long and eliminates the Cavaliers. Yeah, this was no shaky outing for him. Or, or excuse me, not not eliminates them, but but puts them in the in the loser bracket. I yeah, should makes say. it
0: very difficult. But obviously a we'll get back to Virginia again later. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but obviously a
1: great comeback by the Bulldogs who were definitely in the driver's seat there. Oh yeah, on yeah. that side of the bracket, things are things are looking really good if you're a Mississippi State Bulldog fan.
0: Yeah, that was a, just a huge swing for Virginia. Basically killed their World Series aspirations because, well, I guess we'll we'll go ahead and kind of skip forward a day here, but Virginia ended up losing to Texas last night. They did. Six to two. Uh, It was a pretty close game for most of it. But, again, at the end of the game, uh, Texas pulls away. They do.
1: They break it open in the top of the ninth with the two out. Bases clearing, three-run double by senior Zach Zubia to give them that 6-2 cushion there in the ninth. And they're able to take care of business, close out Virginia to advance to a semifinal showdown with the Mississippi State Bulldogs where they would have to beat Mississippi State twice to advance to the Best of three college world series final.
0: That's gonna be incredibly difficult to do. I'll be very impressed with Texas if they manage to beat Mississippi State twice in a row.
1: But they've they have broken hearts before, Chris. I know they broke it. <laughs> they broken they broke my heart back in two thousand five. Where that is true. They roll into Swayze Field in Oxford, Mississippi. Ole Miss takes game one of that series, and then Texas gets hot, wins the next two. To eliminate Ole Miss, Texas then goes, advances to Omaha and goes on to win the national championship. Yep, so what? Yeah, I remember that. What could have been for Ole Miss, completely ruined by the heartbreak kids themselves, the Texas Longhorns. So I'm, I got a little deja vu going on here <laughs> right now with that, but obviously. Mississippi State's feeling really good after that win over Virginia. Get some extra rest there. And it certainly helps, Chris, that that Texas and Virginia game was delayed last night due to weather. And then they they end up playing the game later in the evening. They don't finish it. Until just a minute before one a.m. So
0: Texas has got a quick turnaround. But the, at least for Texas, though, they they don't have to play again until later tonight. So yeah. they didn't have to jump around and do the morning game. But still, yeah, you're right. That that's a quick turnaround for them. Yeah, and and Mississippi
1: State's got their their game plan set out. So, so so they're they're ready. It's just. How bad does Texas want it? Are they do they do they have enough left in the tank to win two here?
0: Also, can Mississippi State's bats be held down again like they were for most eight of innings that in game for, against Virginia? For, well, for almost eight innings, I should say. Yeah, for eight and a third. Yeah. Can they be held down like that again? Or seven and a third. Yeah, seven I and bet. a third. But yeah, can they be held down like that again? Uh I mean it'd be impressive. It'd be difficult. But credit their
1: pitching staff for keeping them in the ball game, because sure. v- v- Virginia had plenty of chances to 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 break it open and, and to put it away early, and they didn't do it. They did not capitalize on it. And Mississippi State,
0: latter hung part around. of that game, made them pay for sure. Yeah, just hung around, and then when they had the chance, they scored. They when the, when they yeah. finally had a chance, they they. Put the runs across the plate that they needed to, and it, you know, not leaving people on base, which will kill you. So yeah, that that's and 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 ob- obviously, you would have
1: liked to have seen McGarry get through it, e- even though he the the writing on the wall was was all over him that he looked finished, he looked completely exhausted, but the bullpen didn't get it done. So so you you would have liked to have seen had had he found found something in inside of himself to to get out of that inning with a two run lead up up four two at that point. And then you come in with a with, with a new pitcher of course in the ninth to try to close out Mississippi State because bullpen definitely didn't didn't get it done so why not try to gut it out with McGarry there
0: yeah since he had, he had pitched a a great game i mean up to o- that point obviously hindsight is very 2020 and everything but i had the same thought I and mean, we talked about that a little bit yes we did uh after the game was would it may have been better to leave him in it's, it's to in or take him out <laughs> it, yeah it, it's tough because as soon as should I, I saw that should I go <laughs> as soon as i saw that home run go over i thought well time to
1: yeah get yeah. him out
0: yeah, that's your first thought yeah. it's just it, it it's it's tough it it, it because,
1: it, is. because it, it it probably wouldn't have worked out both ways because it certainly didn't cer- certainly the bullpen didn't help him out
0: or, and, or that team out at all but and I guess putting in the bullpen—we'll never know, unfortunately. True, putting in the bullpen is probably the safest bet. It'll get less questions after the game than if you leave a pitcher out there. And but also credit that Mississippi State lineup. Oh, all of yeah. a sudden
1: they're starting to see the ball really well. And they—they they didn't. And they—they made—they made Virginia pay.
0: They—they they did, and they didn't. They didn't give up. They hung around and did what they had to do. Now, meanwhile, in the other. On the other bracket, uh, Stanford, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt comes wa- from behind.
1: N- 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 another walk-off.
0: Yeah. Bottom of the ninth. Wins or com- or comeback win, to I should five. say. I'm sorry. Yeah, it uh, ended up being a passed ball or wild y- pitch. You
1: hate to lose a game like that, yeah, that, Chris.
0: That is tough way to lose on a wild pitch. <laughs>
1: there, there were also some questioning pitching decisions late in that game as well, Chris, because they – they bring in their starter from their College World Series opener when Stanford played when Stanford played NC State in in Brendan Beck mm-hmm. and Brendan Beck got tagged in that game after having having a great outing against Texas Tech in that super regional where he 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 kept that Texas Tech offense stymied and at bay. But they they bring him they bring him in and he records five quick outs. Yeah, he had. A good I, I, game. I believe I believe he struck out the side and in one inning. But I was just that was a big question there as to why why do you bring him in that situation after he got tagged against NC State and and, and, and coming coming in as a as a reliever because. You obviously, if you hold on to win that ball game, you would—you certainly would have needed him today yeah, against, true. against NC State because you've got to beat NC State twice to advance to the best of three College World Series final for a shot at a national title. They bring him in, look, looks really good out of the gate, but Vanderbilt's down to their last out. They're able to put a two-out rally together. Score score two runs,
0: one in in in, in the bottom of the help. night. Yeah,
1: and there were some pitches that got away from from Brendan Beck, like like the pass ball that that advanced the runner to third. Yeah, he he was looking, he's having some issues. It looked like yes, yeah.
0: He he, uh, you know, en-
1: Enrique Bradfield Jr. How about the the All SEC freshman center fielder? Getting that big time hit to tie it up there. That's right. Yeah. How, how about the freshman coming up clutch there in the ninth? But obviously, two pass ball, balls in, in, in that inning end up haunting Brendan Beck and Stanford as they completely fall apart in that ninth inning. Yeah.
0: it was When all being, they
1: needed was, was one more out,
0: Chris. Yeah, ended up being their undoing. But that, but it was just I, another wild game, and another SEC school that hung around and came back to win it in the end. Yeah, I, I certainly did not understand that move
1: keeping Brendan Beck in the ball game. Your, yeah. your 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 starter, especially as a reliever, now once again, I I knew he, I knew he, you know, sits down the the first five hitters that he sees, but. Keep keep him in the, keeping him in the game with with only a, a one run lead, and especially when when you needed him going forward, had, had you won that ball game, it's just very questionable. And I I just I didn't like that move, Chris. Yeah, it's
0: not like the the season is a, or you know like your series is over at that point if you win. You so move so on. obviously
1: those two those two games that we just discussed, there were some there were some questionable pitching moves.
0: And a lot of times in these close games, that'll be the big difference. Yes. You know, which pitcher stays in or is replaced with someone else who's just not feeling it quite right, that can sometimes be the the deciding factor in these games that are so close, especially when, as you're talking about here, somebody just recently pitched is probably not back up to 100% yet. And he was a starter. Right and
1: it, but he's he's being brought in at that point to in to a, get outs as a reliever in a which is a different scenario yeah which is i I don't know about this coach
0: hey obviously coach trusted him a lot it didn't quite work out yeah <laughs> and now they go home unfortunately yeah but for, that, for, uh,
1: being being one out away from advancing to S- semifinal weekend, as I like to call it, yeah. Friday and Saturday. You know if if it extends to Saturday, but it's ju- that's just unfortunate that you you lose that game like that on on, on a walk off wild pitch. Yeah.
0: Well, now Vanderbilt goes on to play NC State, and they're currently playing at the moment after a delay, which. We don't know everything about it. Yeah, pretty crazy yeah. situation. NC State has several players who tested positive for COVID. So, had a delayed start, didn't know if we were even going to get to play for a little bit, but they finally've gotten underway. And I'm
1: I'm glad I'm I'm glad they have decided to go forward with the game. It's just unfortunate that the they're going to be without NC State's going to be without we don't know how many players yes, we but don't, we don't know we but, know. But they're they're going to be without some today. It's just unfortunate that because they're they're one win away from the College World Series final playing for a national championship and it's so unfortunate that this new news just comes out of left field, pardon the pun here <laughs> at, at at the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska, but yeah, we know one of them is the closer, but beyond that, not really sure. Oh, so so the the left the left-handed closer for NC State yeah. is out? I think he was the big Woo! Yeah, he he was the
0: big news uh, of or the headliner of people who aren't going to be available wow. this. And he's really good, Chris. Oh yeah, he's a huge part of their team. Wow.
1: So they got gonna- That is well, that's not good. So you, you obviously like Vandy.
0: Yeah, that here, this definitely helps Vandy, but <sighs> NC State using that Cinderella mentality, that underdog mentality. Yeah, do
1: they do they have enough magic left in them? Especially with this news coming out, right? All of a sudden,
0: they'll have to. They got to win one of these two,
1: because we <laughs> we saw it first develop in that Fayetteville Super Regional against the number one team in the land. When they upset them, but gosh, do they do they have a more of an uphill battle to climb now? Oh,
0: really? And but I hope-
1: if they end up winning this thing, though, you certainly have to say they sure did deserve oh, it. Oh
0: yeah, talk about overcoming My obstacles. My gosh, the the
1: road that they had to go on, and now with this health and safety protocol coming out of nowhere
0: well and hopefully moving forward there aren't more players on the team that test positive yeah we 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 obviously because i mean it could spread super fast so hopefully nobody on nc state or of course even vanderbilt's team end up testing positive here moving forward because the last thing we need is for half the bracket Well, we don't need people being sick. We also don't want half the bracket to get decimated by sickness, by COVID.
1: Especially this being a, a year later, after they're not, they're not at NCAA is not able to let baseball resume. For, for the rest of the season so so the rest of the season's canceled of course there's no postseason yeah we were in such a fog of war there. and and the season had ha, has played out great to this point and and we're we're almost to the end of of, of crowning a national champion and this news just comes out all of right. a sudden so you you obviously hope that they're able to Get the rest of these these games played, and and, and to finish this thing out for sure.
0: Yeah, I hope we wish everybody a healthy weekend. Absolutely. Hopefully, it doesn't spread. And also, all right, NC State bench players, whoever's coming in, we we're it's not their really time sure. To shine. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> it's on, the, it's on, on you,
1: <laughs> it is. It's their time to shine on the on the biggest biggest stage of college baseball. So, you know, like in NCAA March Madness, they have one shining moment. It could very well be somebody's shining moment here.
0: Yeah, it could for a player on NC State's roster. And whatever ends up happening here, props to the NC State coaching staff trying to work through. Yes, and they, they, they've, done, they've done. They've
1: done. Elliot Avent of NC State has done a incredible coaching job here. Yeah. So, so you obviously disappointing news for for NC State con- considering they've they've had a incredible postseason run
0: here. Yeah, we'll. But we'll. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, hopefully we still get a get a good game out of this and a good weekend. So that's the college baseball weekend moving forward. But now we'll move on to a bit of hockey, the NHL. Currently having their Stanley Cup semifinals.
1: I think J. Mike's ready to go. Let's get into some hockey, Chris. Hockey night in the NHL. Alright, well let's see. We'll,
0: we'll start with uh, what a game last night! Yeah, okay, we'll start last night. Yeah, sure. the The Canadians, Montreal Canadians, beating the Vegas Golden Knights three to two, in
1: overtime. Yeah, closed that series out, keeping it from going seven.
0: Yeah, part of me was kind of hoping that it would go seven, but oh yeah, Montreal closes it out, and it that and that on. was a that was a
1: great series of events there in overtime, as. Martinez of the Knights he gets the puck from the face off he he fires off a shot and hits the goalie for the Canadians Price in the upper shoulder had had he had he hit that shot just a just a little more higher that puck goes in the net the Knights force a game 7 and and then this and and what what happens next is I'm fixing to yeah, describe we, we, to we you. We'd be
0: having a very different conversation right
1: now. Absolutely, because in a matter of seconds, Chris Montreal picks up the loose puck off off the ricochet of their goalie Price. They advance the puck up the center ice. Great passing to Lakenin for the game winning goal. So the Knights go from. A moment of extending their season to, in mere seconds, losing the series. Just a difficult way to go out yeah. for the Las Vegas Knights.
0: Well, especially with, they had such a great year. They get taken out by Montreal, who...
1: From, from victory to defeat in a, in a matter of moments.
0: Yeah, and th- this is sort of the underdog story here moving forward. So, yeah, that... That'd be a, just a crushing defeat at the end when you had such a chance. Uh.
1: And, and, and the Canadians advanced to their first Stanley Cup final appearance since 1993, a year after you and I were both That's winning. right. That's right. So how about that? And And this was also the Canadians' first overtime win to clinch a Cup final appearance since 1979. The Las Vegas Knights lose in the conference finals for the second straight year. Uh-oh. The Montreal Canadiens, though, people, they are hot right now. They overcame a 3-1 to deficit in the first round versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Canadians have now won 11 of 13 playoff games.
0: Getting hot at the right time. This
1: is when you want it. They are playing great hockey, and they're absolutely on fire right now, Chris, considering they play on ice. <laughs> they're going <laughs> to melt down the stadium. Better watch out. <laughs> So uh, the Canadians are the third team since 1968 to reach a Stanley Cup final with the worst record among playoff teams joining the 2017 Nashville Predators and the 2010 Philadelphia Flyers. The Canadians are 11 and0, undefeated this postseason when scoring two or more goals.
0: Wow, okay.
1: So, so Stanley th- Cup time. They they have a legit shot from becoming from going worst to first in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Th- like Wouldn't that be a story? That's incredible. Because like I said, they're they're huge underdog story going on here. And they're playing they're playing great hockey. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what you love about the sport of hockey. There, there's so many upsets in the Stanley Cup Final. Excuse me, Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm sorry, year after year it seems. You know, you had the, you had the St. Louis Blues win the Stanley Cup. What was it two seasons ago? They they went they went on a great run as a as a team that nobody expected. So you absolutely love to see these. These underdog teams play their best hockey when it matters the most.
0: Yeah, just elation for them. Uh, complete, just crushing but what, for the Golden Knights. Oh, oh, once again, from victory
1: to defeat in a matter of seconds, because when that, when Martinez. Hits hits the uh, hits the shot with eighteen twenty eight left to go in overtime. They pick up the puck. They advance advance it up the center ice, and they're able to score there. They they scored the game winning puck with eighteen twenty one left to go in overtime. So just a matter of seconds. Yep. They they went from extending the series having hope in a game seven to being eliminated. Yeah,
0: and that's always a tough pill to swallow. But the Canadians are hot. They are, and they're, they're going to face whoever wins this final game between the Tampa Bay Lightning and New York Islanders. An-
1: another game-winning shot. Yeah, the another other open time. For the, the Islanders to, to extend that to seven.
0: It's in, it's amazing how many close games we're having in these playoffs and all all yes. these different sports and at it, the same it, time.
1: What what better than to see games go down to the wire in, in the playoffs? Because that's that's especially the time that you want to see it happen for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, and uh, so we'll see who ends up winning this final game between them. But that'll set up but, but the let Stanley me, Cup.
1: But let me tell you, people. The city of Montreal will be lit <laughs> for the Stanley Cup final.
0: Oh, you know, you know it.
1: Them Montreal Canadians, which that how fitting of a how fitting of a team name for a hockey team in Montreal, Montreal yeah. Canadian. How fitting, of course, but you know. <laughs> them Montreal Canadians fixing to be lit in the city of Montreal. <laughs> so I'm ab I'm absolutely going to love to see that, Chris.
0: Yeah, and who do you – you got any prediction of who you think they'll go up against? I, As close as they are, I, I feel like it's kind of hard to, to go against the Lightning at home.
1: Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you, Chris. Yeah. So I, I I believe we're in the same boat there. We both like the Tampa Bay Lightning in game seven.
0: Also, the game before that close one, they I mean, they beat the Islanders eight to nothing. Yes, I, I remember that. So they need to repeat that kind of performance if they want to <laughs> move on. So I, I think they're they're my slight favorite, but obviously the Islanders are making them work for it. They are, they are, and and you hope to see a another
1: great game out of out of both of those, both of those teams, especially in a game seven. Yeah, it'll be good. It should be good, but yeah, I, I like I like the Tampa Bay Lightning to to win Game Seven and and win that series and and place play a a hot Montreal Canadiens team in the Stanley Cup Final.
0: We have Canada versus Florida, <laughs> <laughs> so far apart. <laughs> yeah, talk about uh, going to be wrapping up the, my, the hockey in summertime in Florida. But my question would be:
1: Is well. I'm glad you I'm glad you just brought that up, Chris, because how fitting that it's hot in the state of Florida right now and you're getting the hottest oh. hockey team from Montreal, Quebec, Canada.
0: The Canadians bring some heat of their own. So you're you're mixing fire with fire
1: even though you're playing playing on ice. <laughs>
0: Well, maybe that means it'll be a Stanley Cup to burn the house down. I I, I tell I tell you what,
1: before it's all said and done in the Stanley Cup final, they might have to bring a dead gum basketball court out to finish this series because <laughs> I, all the ice is going to be melted off by then, Chris, or some uh, some form of a court because it's definitely not going to be a ice an ice rink. That's for sure.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> We'll be. We'll see who who it is. who Who's gonna take on the Canadians? We'll find out. Yeah, I like the Lightning though. Yeah, we'll we'll find out tonight. So,
1: Tom Tom Brady would love that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, he would.
1: It it. I, I tell you what, it it's gonna be a great time to be a Tampa Bay resident and fan of sports in that city. Yeah, they got the. Oh, they got football, baseball, and hockey going strong right now. So. Yeah, I, I just take I just take the Rays weren't able to pull it off, but I I knew it wasn't gonna happen against those LA Dodgers. They were just too dang good, Chris.
0: Yeah. Well, that's your hockey update. All right, now, real quick, J Mike, I know you probably want to do a quick shout out to the Cubbies. Oh yeah,
1: I've I've got I've definitely got two shout outs that I'd like to do if you if you don't mind. But All right. Just going off of what you just said, how about my Chicago Cubbies getting a combined no-hitter out of four pitchers in last night's 4-0 shutout victory over the Los Angeles Dodgers in Dodger Stadium in in Los Angeles?
0: And that's a tough team, too. You're not just doing a combined no-hitter against nobody. That's a a good – You're doing it
1: against the defending World Series champions. Right which the Cubs have actually had their number early this season. They the the Cubs back in Chicago, they played a four-game series against those same Los Angeles Dodgers where they won that four-game series 3 games to 1. So they dominated that series, took care of business. But now they go out west and pitch a combined no-hitter with Zach Davies starting the game on the mound for the Chicago Cubs. Had the no-hit bid going strong through six innings. He gets pulled at the 94 pitch count, but they're able to keep it going the rest of the way, Chris, with Ryan Tapera, Andrew Chafin. And their closer, Craig Kimbrell. And apparently they didn't even know. That's right. that The three relievers had no idea that a no-hitter was still intact. I know at one point when that final out was made, when when Craig Kimbrell throws that nasty breaking pitch down in the dirt to get the Dodger hitter to swing and miss at it, Wilson Contreras, the cub catcher, gives gives this big, huge fist bump. And yeah. you can see Kimbrell going, okay, something's up here. And he just he just walk he just walks up to Contreras nonchalantly like, okay, we got the win, you know, got it done. And they do their normal handshake and then hug right after that. And then here comes the Doug's. The, the the Cubs dugout pouring out. You see Javi Baez just run up to Kimberly and and try to give him a, a try to put him in a
0: headlock. Which, I mean if you're a reliever, that's the way you want it. You want to find out a surprise yeah. afterwards. So I just think that's hilarious that none of them knew apparently until afterward.
1: Yeah and so Kim, Kimbrell's Kimbrell's going okay. Well, something actually happened. Something actually happened here, and they're they're all starting to giving fist bumps and and just just embrace him. And then during the post game interviews, they they interview Andrew Chafin, the the left handed reliever who was a part of this no hit bid for the Cubs. They interviewed him and they they said, did you know about it? He goes, I had no clue about it. I look up at the Jumbotron and, and they're showing this congratulations on a combined no hitter. He he said he said he looks up and he goes okay why why would they be showing that oh my goodness <laughs> surprise so it sud- suddenly hits him all of a sudden then Craig Kimbrell is doing his interview and he said that he he had no idea that it was going on he just went out there to do what he do what he does best which is to close ball games out and. When everybody starts to embrace them, he finally finally figured out that they were a part of a combined no-hitter.
0: And that that joins a lot of no-hitters we've had this year. So, so
1: of course, you knowing me and and the the people that know that I'm a huge Cub fan knew that I had to stay up late for that.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, and I saw news about it, but I I was kind of stuck watching the the Texas Virginia game. Me
1: too. I, I I was flipping back and forth as well, yeah. but
0: but that that's exciting it,
1: it was a busy night for sports too. It was. Last night, real but real late. Yeah, everything everything was late last night uh-huh, when 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 everything finally came to a close, but I obviously wanted to shout out those Oh yeah. those four pitchers of the combined no-hitter against the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'd also like to give a shout out to Sean Holiday, Chris, who is the okay. head coach of the Tupelo Christian Preparatory School's football team, news broke this morning, Chris, that he has just been named the new head baseball coach at TCPS. Apparently, their coach, former coach, I, I believe his name was Drew Drew Dillard, Chris. He he was fired. And now Coach Holliday, who who was an assistant on the baseball staff, has now been promoted to head coach. So he's going to be a busy man.
0: For sure. (laughs) It's going to be a
1: full schedule. Coming up here as he's got, I'm sure, football workouts are underway, starting to get his team ready to go for this upcoming high school football season. And then, of course, the regular season to follow suit. After that, and then he he's got to make a, a a quick transition to baseball all of a sudden. So obviously thrilled and happy for him that he's he's coaching two of, of the major men's sports at at TCPS, and just really. It, you don't you don't see that too often a coach coaching both football and baseball as as the head man basketball coach better watch out yeah that's all i got to say <laughs> he, he he he's probably next uh, but but i obviously I, I wanted to give a a shout out to coach Sean Holiday of TCPS so congratulations coach and I I know that you will I know that you will do a fine job of helping that, that baseball program going forward after winning the the Class One A state championship not too long ago. So congratulations, coach, and I, I wish you all the best going forward with the baseball cr- program and of course for the upcoming football season. In, in starting in late August. So congratulations, coach. Wish you all the best.
0: All right. Well, to close out the show, I want to do another random page, but today I went to racing reference and it gave, it, it, it threw me back a bit. It okay. went to the 1972 buddy Schumann 300, which was a grand national East series race which as much as I follow racing and NASCAR, I wasn't too familiar with the Grand National East Series. And I found out it was just a short series that lasted two seasons, 1972, 1973. And it was meant to be a, like a second tier sort of NASCAR series under the cup series. Uh, later on, the Bush series kind of took that spot. Now the Xfinity series. But this was just a short-lived thing that, Lasted for a couple of years. The reason it was kind of created was to NASCAR just got a new sponsor in Winston, so okay. they had all this money, and they changed. It's considered the modern era. So I guess they were just trying something new. But Bobby Isaac won. Kelly Arbour finished second. Benny Parsons third. So those are some big names if you are familiar with NASCAR history. So there were some some big players in this second-tier, quote-unquote, a race. Uh, Only two people finished on the lead lap, Bobby Isaac and Kelly Arbro. Bobby Isaac led 288 of the 300 laps, so it was dominated. No doubt about that. Benny Parsons was two laps down. Gary Myers, who I'm not familiar with, three laps down in fourth. Elmo Langley, four laps down in fifth and i don't really get a lap count forever for everybody else i don't know if they didn't finish or what but there were 24 people in the race a few other people who are recognizable uh let's see we got wendell scott in there finished 17th driving for himself uh, uh, without a sponsor bobby allison 19th he uh, had engine issues apparently
1: when did Richard Petty start racing, Chris?
0: Oh, well, he was racing at this time. See, I, 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 figured he was. Yeah, he just wasn't in. He wasn't participating in this. He was. I mean, this is right in his heyday. So he was yeah. focused on the Cup Series and okay. And, oh, and also failed to qualify, Tiny Lund, which is interesting to me. Or he he actually withdrew. Name. He he didn't, what he a didn't name. fail to qualify, but he withdrew before the race started. But what a name there, yeah, Tiny. Yeah. But uh, I mean he's he's like an old timer. Uh <laughs> I guess he was trying for this. But yeah. I mean just a short, sweet one there. Uh another thing, the winner, Bobby Isaac, the money that he won for the race is one thousand seven hundred dollars. <laughs> so That was it? That that's it. That was the per the, the winner's purse for the race. Wow. Uh, Richard D. Brown finishing last. I, got, I thought you were fixing to say petty. <laughs> <laughs> but last place finisher got 210 bucks. So that, that, wow, <laughs> that different time, yeah, different era. Yeah, for sure. So, it, yeah.
1: It, the price of everything has skyrocketed these days. Yeah,
0: for <laughs> sure. And I just thought that was interesting. Oh, by the way, the winner, the winning car was a 72 Dodge. Ah, so okay. there you go. But, yeah, okay. that's it. 1972 Grand National East Series Buddy Schumann 300.
1: Well, all right, Chris. I do believe that's going to wrap it up on this edition of the Sport Fanatics Podcast. Chris, what are you looking most forward to this weekend in, in the wide world of sports?
0: Oh, well, of course, all these post-seasons uh, – it's gonna be fun to watch. I don't I don't know which is my favorite. I I guess I'll I'll go with the, the NBA playoffs. Oh, for it's sure. It's gonna be super fun to watch and, and see between the Hawks, Bucks, the Suns and Clippers. I'm excited to see who comes out on top there. But of course, you know me, I'm also gonna have my eye on those those uh the Nascar races this weekend, that double header and Pocono. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm looking most forward to the semifinals of the College World Series that begin today—they—they they could very well extend until tomorrow. It, it just depends on if—if if the teams who have yet to lose a game here in the College World Series lose today, whether, whether we will have a game or two on Saturday. So I'm—I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the semifinals shake out and who we will end up seeing face-off in the College World Series final starting Monday night. Which we'll be in the thick of that next week when we record yes. on yes. Tuesday. So that so that's definitely something I'm keeping an eye out on. Of course, the Game 7 between the New, New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning right, right. to determine who will play the very hot Montreal-Canadian squad because Montreal will be lit come (laughs) Stanley Cup final time, for sure. And, Chris, I've been dealing with wrestling withdrawals all weekend long, okay? okay? Normally, my favorite wrestling promotion right now is AEW, which is All Elite Wrestling on TNT. Right, Unfortunately... With the NBA playoffs still going on, they're not able to do the the regular Wednesday night broadcast on TNT. So they, they had been having to push it to Friday. That's not going to work tonight because the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks play game two tonight on TNT. So AEW is having a special saturday night wrestling event tomorrow night live on tnt oh yeah i know you'll be all over that so i i, I can't wait for that because i'm I'm a big wrestling fan so looking forward to that tomorrow night yeah. i believe that's it chris
0: all right well where, where can they hit you up on social media
1: well you can add me as a friend my name is john michael mcbunch so feel feel free to add me as a friend you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I have the same handle on both of those accounts. It is at J underscore Mike check. There's no spacing between mikecheck. check. So once again, that is at J underscore Mike check. Please feel free to, to add me or, or follow me. I'm not I'm not one of these people that is going to hide your request or, or, or not follow you back at all. I as a matter of fact, I, I I'll be happy to follow you back. I love talking sports, love be, being engaged by conversations and, and in inter, interactions. So please feel free to to uh, to, to follow me. How about you Chris how, how how can how can our listeners get in touch with you on on your social media platforms
0: Well I'm at I'm only on Twitter but I'm at christopheles 11 or if you want to spell it out how it sounds Chris one 11 <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> uh also our the show's Twitter handle is just uh Sport fanatics. Oh with yeah. An X. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, don't forget to follow us on on Twitter. People, yeah. So be sure, sure to
0: follow the show as Cause, well.
1: Because we, we we have been giving you updates on 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 who is end up winning these playoff games or or, or just just something something that just kind of. Gra- gravi- gravitates to, to anyone whether it's
0: yeah we try to post some updates on oh, there yeah, like yeah just uh score updates or, or finals and things yeah, so yeah,
1: yeah that 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 way you can we can uh get you in touch that way and of as course well with, with, with what's going on but yeah yeah please yeah. please don't forget to 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 follow us on on Twitter, we sure do thank you for for listening to this podcast. Big thank you to to Chris for always getting everything ready, and and, and I, I thank you, Chris. For oh, you're welcome. It's a for, it's a blast. for the work that you're doing, and and for making this thing hap happening. I'm just grateful to be on here once again with you, brother. And are are we going to continue doing? two episodes a week on Uh, Tuesday and Friday. Yeah. Short of something
0: coming up, like for some reason, if we can't do it, but that's the plan. And uh, unless there's some unforeseen circumstance where one of us can't make it well, twice a week is the the schedule.
1: so, So, so be on the lookout for our podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays every week. We sure do. Thank you for, for tuning in and, We hope you all have a great weekend.
0: Yeah, y'all take care.
1: And until Tuesday,
0: we shall see you. See you later. Adios.
1: Bye-bye.